oh my gosh, do you guys know that it's true that you are an innovator no matter what your field of expertise? Do you guys know that? Do you know that innovation and the method that you're currently already using applies to every single thing that you do? And did you know why where you're at right now is the perfect place to be? We're going to talk about these things. I cannot wait for you to meet my guest today. She's off the charts amazing, not only with who she is as a person, but her brilliance doesn't even like register on normal charts. And I cannot wait for you to meet her and see what she's doing now after her tenure building rockets and sending things to space. So we are on the Aaron Strayer Show. And if you are watching from any other platform other than the Aaron Strayer Show, there's a link right above you. Go ahead and click that. Come on over here so we can see you and we can say hello to you. I know people are joining us already. People are excited to hear our goodness of our Amy today. And I can't wait. Who am I? I'm Aaron Strayer in recovering corporate and entrepreneurs. Hire me. Get them business beyond basics because most of them are indecisive. They're held hostage by their own fear and honestly, plain old complacent. So I help them move past the I can't do that, what's the next step, and I don't know how, standing in their way. The bottom line, I provide them executive level accountability sessions so that your business gets the attention to detail it deserves. Making them normal. Are you guys ready to meet my guest? Are you ready? I'm going to give her a little three-second warning. I could talk about this lady seriously all day. Amy Simpkins! I feel like I need to do a dance or something. Like that was an amazing intro. I need to like come dancing onto the set or something. <laughs> okay. There you go. Here I am. Hello. Hi, friend. So Hi. Like, seriously, brilliant off the charts. Let's like give that credit where it goes. Like MIT engineer graduate, worked for NASA, send things to outer space. Yes, ma'am. All of this is true. My mother oh. likes to introduce me as a rocket scientist, and yeah. she is not incorrect. And you're on the Aaron Strayer show. I am. <laughs> yeah, I got to work on, um, as, as an aerospace engineer, I got to work on um, manned spacecraft, the new manned spacecraft Orion, which is um, kind of slowly making its way through final testing. But I got to work with the astronaut corps and, and um, help them figure out what the best way to lay out the cockpit was going to be. I've also operated interplanetary exploration spacecraft. If you see any of those awesome pictures of Jupiter that are coming back, like sometimes they come on your Facebook feed. Yeah. Those are from my spacecraft. That's Juno. And she is currently there at Jupiter taking unprecedented pictures of the poles. So no was, kidding. It was, it was a dream to work in that space. Yeah. No serious, serious. Serious, like that's like when people say, well, you're not a rocket scientist. Well, yes, you are. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, it still doesn't mean I know how to like figure out all your electronics or things like that. Just Yeah, like how to program the TV. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so not only that, you're an international speaker. You speak all over the world. You're an author, got a newly released book. We're gonna talk about that today. You are a coach. You and you are a, a CEO for a startup company. Yes, all about renewable energy. That's right. Like, what else can you do? 
Um, I can sing pretty well. I was a vocal music minor in college. And I'm a, I'm a good but messy chef. I love that. I love that. And you guys, just in case you think that she can't handle anything more, she homeschools her kids. Um, and she, you're what, orange belt? Taekwondo? I am testing for my orange belt on Friday. That would be tomorrow, actually. Tomorrow. So today, tonight will be my final practice before testing. I think I'm ready. Um, yeah, I took up, my son took up Taekwondo first. He's seven. And um, they ran a promotion for moms in May for Mother's Day. Oh, and I got cool. totally hooked. And it's an awesome thing for my son and I to practice together. And I really love martial arts. It's learning something for the sake of learning. Like just to show up and be present with a practice is completely different from the way I run the rest of my life, being very like driven forward and always looking for an accomplishment or a goal. And I, so that's what I love about practicing martial arts. I love that. I love that. And you're one of your, your main, I know that um, one of the RJ who's watching us, she also is um, very involved in um, one form or another of martial arts. I don't know exactly, but she, I think is, one of the belt colors <laughs> also <laughs> I'm fairly accomplished in the uh in the uh, martial arts area there um so that's really kind of cool and you guys um that are watching live i appreciate that you're on here live make sure you say hi to us but um let, let me know your thoughts on this lady so far before we go but i want one word one word comments on on amy and who she is in the world right now and what she does i know and that's gonna be fun so, <laughs> so your main focus right now, like, what do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about your um, renewable energy startup company, or do you want to talk about your coaching? I would love to talk about innovation. Let's talk about that. Innovation, like, ties together everything that I do, present tense, and everything I have ever learned, past tense. And I'm coming into this realization that, like, this is, like, my true work in the world is, like, innovation and the message that you can do amazing, world-changing, globally impacting things by innovating, but you can also build up your own personal, fulfilling, dreamy life by innovating. And it's to me, it's the ultimate integration of all of these parts of our lives that come together to form one thread through the middle. Like, what are you innovating? What are you creating? What are you bringing to the world that's new? And that's really um, what I love to geek out about that and talk about that. So let's talk about innovation for a while. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about it. Like, how, okay. does, it, how does it connect? Like, how, how, like, my background is medical. So how does innovation come into that? Well, Actually, yeah. Like, just do it. Just talk about it. Just tell me. <laughs> well, what's your medical background? Tell me about that. Um, cardiac surgery. Cardiac surgery. Yeah. Were you a surgeon? I assisted the surgeons and I trained the surgeons. Awesome. So like, there's huge amounts of innovation going on right now in medical and biomedical engineering. I mean, in surgery specifically, um, you know, technology is assisting surgeons. Sometimes surgeons are, are running robots that are actually doing the surgery with, you know, more precision than ever before, 
less errors, less opportunity for human error. Um, other medical devices are like making our lives better and um, easier. I have a buddy who just, their company just went IPO on a sleep apnea device called Inspire that's uh, gonna replace CPAP machines, oh. which are bulky and uncomfortable and hard to sleep in. And his technology is, is taking that place to, to make people's lives better. So a lot of times when we think of innovation, we think in these terms, we think of like technology, we think of inventions, devices and widgets. Right. And so I think the vast majority of people who maybe aren't working in that sort of space are like, well, that's not me. I don't, I'm not an inventor. I don't do that. I'm not an engineer. I'm not a part of a, a team, a product team that's building some device that's gonna, but in reality, you innovate every day, especially you guys who are listening right now, you are illustrious entrepreneurs. You are highly motivated. You are driven. And every day in your business, you are creating solutions to address the needs of your clients. That's the definition of innovation. That, And when, when you hear like those business and marketing like gurus and coaches who tell you you need to find your unique selling proposition, like what makes you unique? that's also what makes you an innovator because innovation is creating a solution to a problem, solving a problem in the way that, that it's never been solved before. Adding your own little personal spin on it, your own little spirit infused into it. And that brings us to the next point where like, I think most people think about innovation that it's like cold, hard math, cold, hard hardware. It's impersonal. But in, innovation is really the fusion of like the cold, hard solution infused with your own personal idea, your personal spirit, your personal passion, and all of those like softer stuff that like emotional stuff, it's in there. And that's what makes innovations great. That's what makes innovations disruptive. It takes someone emotionally saying enough, I'm gonna do it a different way to be an innovator. And once you get to that point and you're like, oh yeah, okay, okay, I get you, Amy. I am an innovator. I create unique solutions for my clients all the time by intuitively listening to their needs, by deeply connecting with them and just wanting to serve them truly. Yes, I'm an innovator. It's not a really, far leap to say that, well, if you're building your own life by design, you're innovating that too. You're creating a unique life that's pieced together from all of these desires and wishes and dreams and preferences that only you have in this unique combination. That's why your lifestyle isn't going to work for anybody else. And anybody else's, you know, straight up nine to five, <laughs> Um, you know, factory produced lifestyle isn't going to work for you either because you're an innovator. You need something fresh and new and personal and infused with your spirit, your passion, your ideas. So not only are you innovating in business, you're innovating in your personal life as well. So I like to say that like innovation is for everybody, everybody. And it really is the key to deep personal fulfillment and also then sustainable global change. You know, I think as entrepreneurs, a lot of times we 
want to change the world, we come in with these like big ideas that we're like, this is, this is going to change everything. You know, I want to make a difference in the world. And that gets overwhelming because the world's a big place with a lot of people and a lot of stuff that needs changed. <laughs> um, but innovation is how we link our individual selves into the planetary. It's how we connect the individual to the global and how we can kind of break it down so that that global perspective, that desire for global change doesn't seem quite so overwhelming. You guys, guys do you just want to keep on talking? talking? <laughs> <laughs> like totally passionate, totally into your subject. I love it. You guys give me some, give me some comments. Um, if you, if this is making sense to you, what Amy's saying and how, how we're all innovators and because we're so passionate and we're, cause we're so driven to follow our cellular need to do whatever it is we do, right? That's where you're going. Because of that, we technically are innovators and we are developing and we are producing and we are creating and we are masterminding amazing things. Yeah. You got yes, it. We are. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. It keeps coming up. Here we go. I was enthralled just listening. That's our Amanda Barbacek. She's amazing. Yep. We got a shout out here too. Huh. Is that a relative? Travis? Uh, that, that would be my husband Hi, and, my, and my CTO of my renewable energy company. Um, yeah. So Kent Lee is, is our friend. He's a dear friend of my husband's from college and doing that work in this uh, sleep apnea solution. So nice. yeah, total shout out to Inspire. They're doing amazing things and they're really going to change things for a lot of people. I love that. I love that. Every single person in my family is on CPAP machines. So that's beautiful. And they all hate them. Yeah. Um, so Amy, let's like bring it back in because this is about you. Um, what inspired you to, to step out and like you call yourself a vision architect? Yes, ma'am. Which I love that, by the way, when you sent me your bio, I'm like, that's brilliant absolutely brilliant. Let's talk about that for a second. What inspired me to be an Envision architect or embrace that? Is that the yeah. question? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's funny because I'm, I'm looking for constantly looking for the threads that run through my life. Like what can I grab onto that's, that's, that's themes. Like what's the narrative arc of my life? I don't know. Like I have a compulsion to discover, like, you know, why it's, and it's part of the question for me of why am I here? You know, when, what am I going to offer the world? And so I look for these like common threads. Um, I decided I wanted to be an astronaut when I was 12 years old, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like the, you know, a kid, like I'm going to be an astronaut. Like I did everything from the time I was 12 for about 25 years after that was directed at the goal of being an astronaut. And I got to the astronaut, the first application for the astronaut program that was open when I was eligible. I'd gotten my master's degree. I had done all of these, you know, various certifications. I had gotten professional experience in the field. I was, you know, working embedded with NASA, like all of the stuff that was aligning me perfectly to, to get to this goal. And the application page was open on my computer. And I went to like hit the submit button. And I was like, 
I don't, I don't think that I want to do this. I don't, I think I have, I mean, astronauts are cool, right? Who doesn't want to fly in space? I still want to fly in space. Of course we want to fly in space. But like <laughs> being an astronaut in terms of like the work that I wanted to do in the world, like that be my, my legacy. I was like, I think I'm supposed to be doing something different, something more rooted in creativity, more like innovative, more original. It, you know, astronauts are wonderful, very smart people, but they operate the spacecraft that's been built for them, you know? And I wanted to generate new things. And I, and I stopped and I didn't do that. And there was a whole lot of emotional fallout there that was like, oh my gosh, if I'm like my entire life, certainly my entire adult life, this is who I have been from, from 12, that like, if I am not Amy, who's going to be an astronaut or Amy, the astronaut, who am I? And so I lost the, th you know, I assumed that since I knew what I was going to do, that was it. I was done. I didn't have to do any more like personal development work. I got it. You guys, like I got my vision. I got my goals. Like, I don't need to take your program. Raise your hand people. <laughs> well, I know. And it there are people who are who are like me and there are people who are like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Cause I know there are people who didn't have a big driving goal. There's there's two separate lanes, right? They're either like me and you and like, I already did that. I got it. I'm good. I don't need any more. Or they're, what the heck are you talking about? And so this is sort of a lesson for those people. The second, like who don't, who like never had a big driving goal. Like just because I had a big driving goal doesn't mean it was like the only thing I was ever going to do in my life. And man, that, that idea was a sucker punch to the gut. Like I thought I was, I thought it was the thing I was going to do forever. And all of a sudden it wasn't. Um, and so I kind of redirected around uh, in engineering and I, I discovered through my, my very first mentor, Cliff Gates at Lockheed Martin, wonderful guy, and very like systems level thinker, big picture, you know, very like my book, very like masculine, feminine, integrated, like, you know, and um, he, his title was spacecraft systems architect. And I was like, yes, that's what, and I got obsessed with the idea of architecture. Architecture, you know, you're, you're most people think of architecture in terms of building, buildings. And so that's a good example. Let's go there. The architect of a building project is responsible for all of the technical functionality and for meeting all of the requirements. Like it's got to be up to code and it's got to have fire protection and it's got to, if it's an office building, it's got to have space for people to work in an office and be a pleasant place to work in an office. But we all know that the most famous, the most prolific architects are also very talented artists, right? Those buildings that you see the when we go to see architecture, like in the wild, <laughs> in cities, where and and those buildings that kind of make you go, oh, like the dramatic sweep of the roof line or the detail around the doorway, you know. And so architects are both extremely technically competent, and it's very like, you know, cold hard math. And they're also extremely artistic. So to me, the discipline of architecture is one of those fusions of these like left brain and right brain capacities, these uh, masculine and feminine capacities, logic and art, you know, um, engineering and creativity. And 
it's the same, like you have software architects who do the same kind of thing for a software system or spacecraft architects, which is what I was doing, um, who hold the big picture vision for the spacecraft. Not only like, does it work, but does it work well? Is it easy to use? And is it addressing all of these various needs of clients and stakeholders and customers and users who may have different end goals and fusing that all together into one solution that's going to deliver you the most beautiful pictures of Jupiter you've ever seen in your life. So that architecture like role was, was definitely spoke to everything about who I am and what I wanted to do and everything. And I embraced it in, in the spacecraft domain. And when I finally realized that I was not going to be served by working in corporate and that I wasn't serving the world by working in corporate and I left to start my business coaching business, I had another identity crisis. I mean, the whole past five years of my life have been one large identity crisis. But it was like, you know, if I'm not an engineer, if I'm not a spacecraft architect, well, what am I? And it was one of those like aha in the shower moments where I'm washing my hair and I'm like, I'm an architect. I've always been an architect. I will always be an architect. I will always represent, embody, pursue the fusion between left brain and right brain, structure and flow, masculine and feminine, engineering and art, always. And that comes into like, when it was business development coaching it for, for my clients, it was giving them enough structure that they needed in their business development to create the space they needed to be ultimately creative and create flow in their business. So it's the fusion of that. And now I'm a CEO of a bootstrap tech startup, who knew? And, you know, we are very much about the fusion of, yeah, we got to understand the technology, we got to understand the economics, and we do a lot of really advanced analysis using software and math, cold hard math. But we're also, our other unique selling proposition for my startup is that we're human. We're smart, curious humans. We're always going to be curious about our clients specific situation, how we can serve them better, how we can better meet their energy needs. We're never going to try and sell them some box solution unless that's truly what they need. And so, you know, we represent as a company, New Grid Analytics is the fusion of this, like, you know, the cold hard math with the human element that's going to craft the narrative that's going to, um, yeah, that's going to bring, make it, make both your logical decision about energy and your emotional decision the same answer. Yeah, I think that's right. And if you read my new book, Spiral, Spiral yeah. talks about that. Spiral talks about the dichotomies that mm -hmm. we like to, you know, we like to say like, well, I'm, I'm left-brained. I, I like math and logic. I said this when I was younger. I actually said to someone, someone said was like, oh, wow, you know, you're really supportive of people and encouraging, like, you should be in education or in counseling. And I was like in high school at the time. And I was like, I like math. I don't like people. Like, why would I, why would I ever do something like that? And so I was, me too. I said, like, I am left brain. I'm not right brained. I will never be a painter. 
That's true. I will never be a painter. I will never be, you know, an artist in the traditional sense of the word. But that does not mean I don't create art. And it was a long life lesson for me to learn that. And so Spiral talks about, you know, breaking down saying, oh, I'm right brain, not left brain, or I'm an introvert, not an extrovert. Oh, I, I need lots of structure. I never go with the flow. Like you do, it just depends on which phase of your creative cycle you're in, which tools of your toolbox are you going to be able to use? Um, and regardless, the bottom line is because you're able to fuse these seemingly opposite things together, you're an architect too. You're an architect, you're an innovator, and it's all there inside you. You just have to access the tools. So your book is available. It is. Let's talk about that some more too. Like, it, it, did I put the right link up? It's thespiralbook.com. Thespiralbook.com. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. And there you can get to Amazon. You can read the description. Um, you can read some testimonials. And if you want to, you can order a signed copy from the author. Is that you? That's you. Yeah. That's me. That's you. I'm still getting used to that. Like, I'm an author thing. I don't know. It's kind of cool. It's got a capital A on it. And it's really, really cool. And I'm really super launched, proud of you. For the, for the audience at home, the book officially launched on Tuesday. So two days ago. So I've been a launched author for two days. <laughs> Congratulations. Because that's huge. That's really, really huge. And um, not only is this like an amazing book, um, I read like the little quippy on, you know, the quick read on um, Amazon. And I'm like, ooh, that's my, that's, a, and it's already in my cart <laughs> on Amazon because I want to read it and I want, I want to know and I want, I want your intake on things. And, um, so, so Spiral is like, give us the rundown of it, heart, passion project and all of that. So back to talking about like things that uh, combine and fuse everything I've ever learned, that would be this book. Um, so sp the concept of spiral started in engineering for me. I think uh, we all come to the spiral maybe from different places, but for me, I came to it from engineering. And in engineering, um, kind of back in the day, think about like the Apollo program. They had a, uh, engineers, the engineer community had a very linear way of looking at product development. So John F. Kennedy said, we're going to go to the moon. And the engineer said, yes, we're going to design a spacecraft. Then we're going to build the spacecraft. Then we're going to test it a little bit. And then we're going to launch it to the moon. Now you can do that. It's possible as we saw in Apollo, but it's really expensive to do that um, as we saw in Apollo. And it's very risky in terms of like technical risks. And it's, it, it can be risky. I mean, in Apollo, we lost lives because we made mistakes and there was a big fire and astronauts died. Now, in your business, you probably um, don't have the risk of loss of life. But I mean, that should tell you what the stakes are of this like linear method of thinking. Like if you don't provide any opportunity to come back around and incorporate lessons learned, to reevaluate what you're doing, to make sure you're on the right track, Mistakes will be made and there will be consequences. And the size of those consequences kind of depend on what you're doing and how big of a risk you took. But make, make no mistake, like there will be mistakes because we're human. 
Like that just happens. So when we get in, in the engineering world. And so when I came into, I'm going to bounce back and forth a little bit. When I came into entrepreneurship, which it was, it was, you know, relatively shortly after that astronaut application fiasco that I basically, I discovered the world of entrepreneurship. And I said to myself, Oh my gosh, people do this. People create their own livelihood and they offer something of incredible value to the world. And I could do this. Um, When I came into that world of entrepreneurship and I did a whole bunch of reading, I saw this linear mindset. I I took the courses 